Hello, and welcome to the 18th episode of Strange Fairy Tales. Today's fairy tale is an epic tale of a ninja plumber, which, for some reason, is called the Epic Tale of the Ninja Plumber. Once upon a time, in a distant faraway place, there lived a ninja. No one knew his name, because, being a ninja, he had awesome ninja powers. Like most ninjas, he always wore black. For this reason, he was called the Black Knight. So, one day, as the Black Knight was off on a secret ninja mission, he fell into a deep, dark trap set up by his archenemy, Samurai Sally, who was a fierce samurai, thus the name. So anyway, as the Black Knight fell down into the darkness, he felt his atoms separate, which is a very strange feeling. Not that I'd know, mind you. So, anyway, yeah, his atoms were separating, and then he felt them come back together. And all of a sudden, he popped out of a green pipe with a... noise, and he found himself dressed in red plumber attire. Everything looked strangely two-dimensional, and there were these little mushrooms everywhere that wanted to attack him. Little turtles with red and green shells that walked aimlessly around. He had no idea where he was or what to do. Don, don, don! To be continued after these short messages. Hey, hey y'all, y'all, y'all pranksters out there! I, 2K and Slam, just developed a new line of joke items. My personal favorite is. Well, it doesn't have a name. I can't quite think of one. So I think we'll have a naming contest. But first I have to explain what it does. It is for those friends of yours who really don't like bees. It is a perfume or cologne that comes in a handy little bottle labeled with the name that I don't have yet. And beneath that name it says, Stinky to Bees, makes bees stay away. Really, that's not what it does. It actually attracts bees by the millions. Unfortunately, for people allergic to bee stings, it also calms the bees down immensely, so they won't sting anyone. So all in all, it's just a harmless, nameless, fun festival of a prank. So now about that competition, email a great, funny name to strangefairytales at yahoo.com. Include your name, or not if you so wish, and I will announce the winner of the competition in the 19th episode of Strange Fairy Tales. Entries will be judged on creativeness, hilarity, and how fun your name is to say out loud. By the way, you might want to include a pronunciation guide if your name is something crazy like Fliff Snap. And the deadline for the competition is March 20, 2009. Thank you and goodbye. Welcome back to Strange Fairy Tales. Since we last saw our hero, the Black Knight, he had made some marvelous progress in the strange 2D world he was in. He discovered that he could jump almost four times his height. It was so much fun, he jumped around for a while, until he bumped his head on a block floating in midair. It hurt. At least, it did, but... Then he saw a strange, yummy-looking green mushroom fall off the block he had hit. And so he grabbed it and ate it. And with a doodle-doodle-doo-doo, some text appeared in the air. One up, he read. So the Black Knight ran around, jumping and hitting his head on more blocks, looking for more of the delicious one-up mushrooms, as he called them. 
He found none, however. Coins fell out of some blocks, and other blocks just broke when he hit them. But then, after many hours of breaking blocks and dodging the enemy mushrooms and turtles, he hit a block and down fell a flower. It was red, with a little face on it, and smelled strangely of Mexican food. So he popped it in his mouth, and chewed, and chewed, and chewed, and suddenly the taste of the flour came extremely spicy. It burned, sizzled, and charbroiled his tongue. It was so hot, and it fried, frazzled, and frizzled his taste receptors. Quickly, the black knight ran frantically onward in search of water. He came to a lake with moving and floating platforms all over the place. Quickly, he stuck his head under water and eagerly gulped several times. Which did absolutely nothing to help, of course. Water just doesn't get rid of spicy tastes. In fact, the water made the spiciness about a billion times worse. The Black Knight felt like he was melting. Like he was hot, molten lava! And then, suddenly, the pain, agony, and most importantly, the spice went away. The Black Knight warily continued his search for the one-up mushrooms, hoping he wouldn't find any more fire flowers. So... He hopped out onto the platforms that were across the lake, and was immediately attacked at once by about forty fish. They jumped out of the water, going cheap, cheap, and snapping their jaws at anything nearby, which tended to be the Black Knight, as he was the only thing nearby. It took all of his ninja skills to avoid these animals he dubbed Cheap Cheeps because of the noise they made. Slowly, he made his way across the lake, dodging Cheap Cheeps left and right. All of a sudden, the cheap cheeps fled. The black knight was relieved and began running as fast as he could to cross the lake before the cheap cheeps came back. In the distance, he saw the shore. But also in the distance, he saw the biggest cheap cheap of them all. She was ugly, scary, and swimming right towards him. The black knight realized that if this big fish bit him, it wouldn't just tear off his ear or something small like that. It would tear off his entire body. He frantically tried to think of a way he could get past this fiend. So he reached in his pocket to grab his ninja-throwing knives and pulled one out. For some reason, it had turned into a fireball. He was so startled, not to mention hurt by its burning powers, that he dropped it, right as the fish jumped up to gobble him down. The fireball hit the fish, and the fish flew up in the air, turned upside down, and fell into the water the Black Knight relievedly finished his crossing of the lake. When he got to the other side, he ran on, confident of his abilities now, and at least kind of used to the strange world. He threw fireballs like crazy and jumped around like a madman, and a sane madman at that. By and by, he began to see something on the horizon. It was an enormous castle. He cautiously walked inside and saw more enemies than he had ever seen. As he quickly discovered, not all of them were susceptible to the fireballs, so the Black Knight used his awesome ninja powers to dodge them all. He climbed up staircase after staircase, making his way past more dangerous and more cunning enemies, to the highest room of the tallest tower to find Samurai Sally. Her samurai armor was polished and glistening and intimidating. Sally glared at the Black Knight, and the Black Knight glared back. Then, Samurai Sally spun around crazy fast, 
When she stopped, her armor had transformed into a gigantic spiky turtle shell. They began to battle. The Black Knight employed various techniques to try and defeat Samurai Sally. First, he threw fireballs at her. She responded by spitting an even bigger fireball back at him. He tried fencing her. She responded with a fireball. He tried the can-can. She responded with a fireball. He offered her some pizza. She responded with a fireball. He told her a joke. She responded with a fireball. He juggled chainsaws, ran 50 kilometers, danced a complicated African dance, sewed some curtains by hand, cultivated a garden of chili peppers, and took a nap. And she responded with a fireball. Finally, exhausted, the Black Knight stood still. Samurai Sally jumped into the air and hovered over him for a second or two. Although the Black Knight's instincts told him to move, he was fascinated that Sally did not fall. And then she did, right on top of him. He felt weakened, not to mention very squished. He reached into his pocket for some fireballs, but he found none. And unbeknownst to him, Samurai Sally jumped into the air again. This time, when she landed on the Black Knight, he could swear that he had shrunk and become more pixelated. Samurai Sally jumped a third and final time, and the Black Knight closed his eyes and leaped out of the way. His feet hit the wall, and he jumped again and fell down onto Samurai Sally's head. She was squished, and she moaned and groaned. Then a voice came out of nowhere and said, You are victorious. Thank you for playing. A hole opened up in the background, and Samurai Sally and the Black Knight were sucked into it. Again, he felt his atoms separating and coming back together. And when he came to, not to mention came together, he found himself in the deep, dark trap once again. No, no, that's not what it says. It says, buy the deep, dark trap once again. Can't you read my handwriting? Well, actually, I was thinking it said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but by process of elimination, I was fortunately able to get it down to a two-letter word. You gotta give me some credit there. Anyway, the Black Knight was eager to share his adventures, but he didn't want to just go around telling stories, because he figured people might think he was crazy. So he retired from his job as a ninja and became a game programmer. He made a game where there was a little plumber in red clothing who had to fight a whole bunch of enemies, and eventually he had to fight a spiky-shelled turtle dinosaur thing. He named the characters Mario and Bowser for his Italian mailman and Bowser, his dog. The two never could seem to get along in real life. So, as the Black Knight figured, it fit their characters perfectly. The end. Well, best get cracking, y'all, on that name competition. Wink, wink. You may now black. No, no, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I, the scriptwriter of Strange Fairy Tales, would like to make a brief announcement, which will probably end up being very stretched out. I would like to announce to all you listeners out there, listeners to Strange Fairy Tale, that we will be taking a vacation in observation of spring break. So, I just wanted to make sure that you know that. So when you're 
not doing anything on spring break, just sitting around, you won't be able to listen to strange fairy tales. So ha, you may now 